episode of our quick questions about Congress with Kilmer. Okay. Uh, today I'm with Tony Cardenas of California's 29th district. So um, what's California's 29th district? Give, give us a sense of it's what that is. part of Los Angeles. A lot of hard work and folk live there. I was born and raised there. Right and uh, my family's been there since 1955. And uh, it's just a lot of uh, immigrants land there, yeah. but mainly uh, most households are just folks who you can see their work trucks in the driveway, that kind of community. Yeah, right on. Um, you said mostly Los Angeles. Are there other kind of... I, uh, I'm the city of Los Angeles and yeah. a little city of San Fernando is about 25, 30,000 people. Uh -huh. yeah. Right on. So um, I always mention when I'm back home, the most common question I get is, dear God, why would anyone want to be in Congress right now? So, I ask myself that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, what brought you here? What, what made you decide to try to be part of this Motley crew? Um, well, I, I was the first uh, person to be born and raised in my community to go to the state legislature in 1996. And then when I thought I was done because of term limits, I got pulled into running for the city council in Los Angeles, and I got elected three times there. So I spent 10 years on the city council. Yeah. And then, again, once again, redistricting had happened, and there was an opportunity to be the first one born and raised there to go to Washington yeah. as a congressman. So I put my name on, and, and the people elected me once again, and here I am. But uh, I'm glad I'm here because uh, now that I'm here, I realize how important our country is, how important our legislature is, and the fact that we get to be a member of that res very incredibly responsible place, uh, that's what keeps me coming. But, uh, yeah. but it is a bit crazy, though. Uh, you know, we do have two main parties here, and, and we do uh, uh, disagree quite often, but uh, I'm glad I'm here. Were there particular issues that you came here to work on? Yeah, the, the main three, first three issues is jobs, jobs, jobs. Yeah. Uh, again, I said I represent a, a blue-collar community. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the, the blue-collar parents want to see their kids go off uh, to college and, and, and move into other industries or what have you. But Are there particular industries in your neck of the oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Um, well, Los Angeles used to be one of the epicenters for um, uh, aerospace, mm -hmm. where they had a bunch of companies that had 10,000 employees here and 10,000 employees there. Yeah. And now we have a big company for us is 2,000 employees because sure. it's changed. Uh, but a lot of uh, manufacturing of every kind. Um, matter of fact, Los Angeles is the ma manufacturing juggernaut of the country, huh. um, even though we were much bigger back then. So a lot of technology companies, a lot of companies that are innovative, uh, a lot of uh, companies that do the basic stuff like food products, things of that nature, were just down the road from the biggest bread ba you know, food basket of the world, which yeah. is the Central Valley in California. Right okay. So uh, it, it runs the gamut. So you wanted to help grow jobs in your neck of the woods? That's the main thing, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. all right. Um, that, that's what brought me here, too. <laughs> yeah. We have different, different challenges. We've got some urban areas and some rural areas, and, mm -hmm. but everyone needs to work. So are there issues that, I mean, as you've been here now for, we came in at the same time, so almost mm -hmm. four years. Um, are there issues you think Congress ought to be focused on that it's not focused on? Um, I think that, that we need to really get a grip on, once again, we're the leader in the world. So many countries look to us. Uh, what is the United States doing? Is it the right thing to do? Is it a good thing? One of the things that comes to mind that we need to focus on more is this fact, in my opinion, I'm an engineer, uh, the fact of global warming. It's not a joke. Um, you know, the, the, the situation can get worse. It's up to human beings to try to curtail that and make it a better situation than, than the road we're on right now. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's a perfect example of what 
were not in alignment with uh, Republicans and Democrats by and large. And uh, that's one thing that we need to address. Uh, when you asked that question, I thought, what's the biggest issue? That's a big issue. That's about as big as it gets. Because yeah. what we do affects the planet. And what we do, hopefully, if we do good things, will affect how other countries uh, respond. And then, and then we can be that kind of leader. Yeah. You mentioned kind of the partisan uh, nature of some stuff. Is, is that the main, you know, as you look at just, you haven't been now here for a few years, uh, is that the main thing you'd want to change about this place? Is, you know, just the degree to which things, even, even areas where there's agreement, it seems like it's too hard sometimes to get something done. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It is really hard to get things done, mostly, unfortunately, because of partisanship. Uh, I got a bill done with a, a congressman from ten Tennessee, Republican. I'm from Los Angeles, California. Him and I uh, focused on a, uh, an issue that has to do with health care. Uh -huh. And it was actually a change to the Affordable Care Act. Some people call it Obamacare. Call yeah. it what you want. But we actually made a change to that, even though both of our leadership said, don't bother. Yeah. What well, was we the did change? Anyway. Uh, basically, the change was in January of 2016, each state was going to have to implement part of the law, which was going to potentially upend in certain states uh, small businesses and where they get their health care. Mm -hmm. So what Guthrie and I, Congressman Guthrie and I did is we did a little tweak to the Affordable Care Act so that we allowed the states to have more flexibility. And uh, by all accounts, it smoothed out the January 16th effect of how uh, you know, people got their health care in small businesses. Yeah. So the point is this. Were you on committee with him, or how did you find yeah, him? Yeah, we're work? on energy and commerce together, uh -huh. and we're like-minded in the sense that it was about small business and, yeah. and helping them smooth things out. And uh, so we decided to work together. He went to his leadership, and they said, nah, we're not interested in supporting that legislation. I went to my leadership. They said the same thing. Uh, we talked to the White House, and they kind of winked at us like, eh, don't bother. But we stuck to it. Republican and Democrats stuck to it. And then months later, we got it unanimously through both houses. It, it got signed by the president, yeah. and it became law. So my point is this. That's a perfect example of how we're doing little things right up here in Washington, but we're better than that. When we see them wanting to just upend and just eliminate the Affordable Care Act as a whole, that's not healthy. And to be honest with you, that's not going to happen. So what we ought to be doing is instead of being partisan and focusing on messaging in the next election cycle, we ought to be focusing on just getting the job done here and come what may in the next election cycle um, and, you know, see who gets elected. But uh, that, that's one of the sad things is that we have so much potential, but we're really not getting the big picture stuff tackled here because of the partisanship. Yeah, I, I, I think that's, uh, particularly on some of the big stuff, it's, it's increasingly tough to, to yeah. see that, but I think it's really important. Like and the sad say. thing is that our country has always been looked at throughout from the rest of the world as we're the big stuff kind of folk that gets the big stuff done. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're hurting our brand yeah. around the world. We're hurting our, ourselves as well. When you showed up here and over this four years, I, I guess two questions. One, anything that surprised you? And two, anything you think your constituents would be surprised to learn about this place? Uh, I was surprised that they don't pay us per diem and we have to pay for our own apartments and stuff like that. Uh, I think that most Americans, when you talk to them at the supermarket, they think that we're living the high life up here and that's just not true. Um, yeah, when you leave the California legislature, that was a pay cut for you, right? Uh, yeah, but I did take a pay cut for my last uh, yeah. job as an elected official. That's, that, right, that's true. Uh, but at the same time, again, not complaining. I'm glad yeah. I'm here. Yeah. But I think it, it's unfortunate that most Americans think that when 
those of us who are up here in Washington, it's some kind of glitz and glamour place, and it's really not. It's a workplace, it, and I think it's a, it, it truly reminds me of a blue-collar workplace where yeah. we, we work long hours, we uh, work hard. Uh, unfortunately, right now, we, we work really hard, and sometimes not much gets done, but we're, we're up here working hard. And I, when I say us, we're working hard, I mean Democrats and Republicans. Yeah. Um, what's your commute like? I mean, you, do you have a direct <laughs> flight to L.A.? And yeah, uh, my, my best day is when I get a direct flight from LAX to Reagan National right next to uh, downtown D.C. And uh, that still takes me door to door, but from when I leave my home to the time I actually get in the door here, it takes me about six and a half hours. No, I'm sorry, it takes me seven and a half hours right. door to door Yeah, every time. And I go back home, I have my family's home in yeah. the district. I'm up here in this little uh, apartment, reminds me of my college days, and, uh, and so I go back almost every weekend. Yeah. What do you do on the plane? Um, I read uh, on a good day. I actually get to doze off and get some rest, yeah. uh, but I don't sleep well on planes, so I usually read and uh, catch up on my work. My staff usually stuffs Load, a big old folder up. of yeah, stuff me for me too. to catch up on. Yeah. yeah. You ever get to watch a movie? Once in a while I do, yeah. yeah, yeah. I love watching documentaries, so uh, I, if I get a chance to watch a movie, like I can't fall asleep and I'm done with my homework, I usually uh, try to find some kind of documentary to, to learn on. So my first job was at a video store back in my hometown, and uh, I always think it's interesting to find out what people's favorite movies are. Uh, well, uh, if you say March of the Penguins, the documentary where Morgan Freeman talks, <laughs> I'm going to laugh at you. <laughs> no, it's not March of the Penguins. Uh, I would say uh, Innocent Voices. It's a, it's a movie that was very, very well done, and I happened to become friends with the uh, person who wrote it, and it was about his life. He lives in Los Angeles now, and as a 12-year-old boy, he got shipped out of El Salvador uh, and uh, fled the war, and uh, literally was at a point in his life where he was abducted into uh, the military, and they almost killed him, and uh, the reason why I appreciate that movie so much is because when I, I, I think of my friend Oscar, who the movie's about, uh, it, it reminds me how important our work is because that kind of atrocity, those kinds of things happening with children and communities as a whole are still happening to this day. Yeah. And that just reminds me of how much work we have to do and how important it is that we need to be leaders. And for me to be able to, to say hello and give a hug to, to somebody who put such a beautiful piece of work together and to be able to pour his heart out into, into a movie uh, to just tell the truth. Uh, that's, that's why it, it's become my favorite movie because I'm lucky enough to know the person who it's about and to realize that... that Is that person here now? Uh, US, he's, he's in, yeah, he lives in Los Angeles. Wow. He's, he's a good friend of mine, a friend to my family. Um, he still makes movies. Um, but you know, it didn't win Academy Awards, but you know, it, it won awards at like Sundance and stuff like that because yeah. it was so heartfelt and well done. Uh, but it, it wasn't the kind of movie that gets a blockbuster of billion dollars in sales. It was the kind of movie that if you want to sit there and think about, uh, you know, all the good that needs to happen and actually witness some of the bad things that happen, that's, the, that's why it's my favorite movie because it, it's a good reminder about uh, how uh, there's so much good that needs to happen in this world and, and so much bad that's still going on. I, I, I want to um, uh, ask one other thing, and that's... The, you know, you've been really engaged in the conversation around comprehensive immigration reform. Oh, yeah. Um, I ask this in part because I'm just curious what you think the prognosis is for getting something done in that, in that regard and why you put so much time into it. Um, 
I don't see comprehensive immigration reform getting done this year. We're no, at the sure. end of, yeah. of uh, President Obama's presidency, and we're at the end of a, our legislative cycle here. It's going to happen hopefully sometime after January of next year under a new president. Uh, comprehensive immigration reform, by the way, uh, isn't so much something that has to do with the fact that my parents are immigrants mm -hmm. from another country. That's not why it's so important to me. To me, comprehensive immigration reform is the best way that we can supercharge the economy of the United States. And uh, if we get it done and we, we fix this broken immigration system, you're going to see more jobs, jobs, jobs for Americans across this country uh, like you've never seen a surge uh, in our lifetime. Uh, I just want to say thanks for being with me. Um, this was Tony Cardenas from California's 29th district. Um, we call him Tony Jobs, Jobs, Jobs Cardenas. <laughs> Thank so, you. Thanks it's a again, pleasure. Thanks. Appreciate it. You bet.